Welcome to Listen Local Lounge at Satellite, a musical talk show hosted by me, Catherine Beeks, and produced and co-hosted by a San Diego legend. He loves Star Wars, baseball, and Disneyland. Follow him if you see him heading to the back alley. Hey, it's Jeff Berkeley. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thank I get you all for those welcoming jokes. us. Those are all very good. That's Those are high quality jokes. Who's high? You are. So, Jeff Berkeley, thank you for having us here. Satellite is a beautiful studio, recording oh. music recording studio here in Kearney Mesa, California. Thank you. And Amelia has done an amazing job decorating in here. It looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. And right. we are super excited to be here. This is a special edition of The Lounge. Um, because we have a couple of legends sitting in the room with us, Jerry, Jerry Rainey, and Joey Harris. Welcome to the studio, Hi. Jeff Berkeley. Thank Yay. you. It's like a dream come true. It's ah. amazing having these guys oh. here. I love it. Super cool. So thank you first of all for coming out. Uh, the show is made possible with support from our Patreon fans. They are at Listen Local Radio at Patreon, and they keep these shows happening. So if you would like to help us make more shows, just visit patreon.com slash listenlocalradio. And for as little as two bucks a month, you can help us continue this rocking show. So um, we have a format we're just going to kind of follow, uh, and that is each of you will... Uh, introduce yourself. Tell us where you are from originally, where you live now, what you do in life, music and otherwise, how, as much as you'd like to share. And then that's uh, how we'll start the show. And why don't we start with you, Jerry? Okay. I have to say, I was a little worried that, that was gonna, that, that's how you were going to do things because Jerry doesn't know where he came from. I don't know where he came from. Yeah. Take Much, a wild guess. I don't remember being born or anything. <laughs> you don't? So I'm wondering. I, might I be do, from, and it was terrifying. Yeah. I don't think I'm necessarily from the same planet that Steve Pulse is, but... Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I was born in El Centro, California. Okay. Out, out in the desert. Yeah. And uh, I lived there until I was like 12 years old. And uh, it was a beautiful place. I think that my family... I'm the only one in my immediate family that's from California. I actually was born in California. Everybody else was born in Oklahoma. Okay. And I think that they figured, okay, we got to go to California. That's the place we ought to be. Mm -hmm. And I think they came across, you know, on Highway 8 from uh, Yuma and everything. Yeah. And, and they got to California and said, well, okay, this is California. This is what <laughs> it's all like. It's all like El Centro here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it is like... I didn't know any better. I just figured it was like that way everywhere, you know. And it, at one point, we made a trip to La Mesa. Okay, you know, that must my sister was in La Mesa or something. Yeah, well, it blew my mind because right. I was like going, trees. "God, I'm in the Garden of Eden." Then <laughs> 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 we went to one of the parks. Yeah, we, yeah, this park. I was kind of like park on Spring Street, down by Spring and Palm or whatever, you know. And oh I, my God! Was going, there's little hills. Everything's green. There's trees, you know. And I'm going, it's not like this in in California. Uh, yeah, so you know, then uh, but now I, you know, well, it's kind of funny because that, that down there in El Centro, it's like we were extremely poor. You know, we were complete. You know, we didn't own anything. We didn't have a car. We didn't have a house. You know, we just had to rent furnished houses sure. and everything. It was my mom, and I had two, an older brother, twelve years older than me, uh, a sister ten years older than me, and another sister five years older than me. I was, I was the baby of the family. Mm -hmm. You know, and I still am. Mm -hmm. Me, uh, so, uh, 
But anyway, you, you know, how old were you when you got to La Mesa when you moved? To, when well, you moved? I, I, no, we didn't move to La Mesa. We were just like on a little trip, you know. Mm -hmm. and we actually came over the hills and you know got got to La Mesa for some reason. I think my sister was there or something. And we went to pick her up, and <clears> you know, so I, that was pretty amazing looking compared to El Centro, which you know, mm. I mean, you've been to El Centro. Mm -hmm. if, well, if you're lucky, you've been to El Centro because. No, it's the gateway to the east. <laughs> I live yeah. in a facsimile of El Centro right now. Johnny and I live in Lucerne Valley, so we're we, the, yeah, we're hip yeah. to that situation. Yeah, I was asking Catherine where that is, and I can't really even put my finger on mm. it on the map, except that you said it was west of. Uh, it's an hour uh, west of Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Yeah, but oh, it's but yeah. it's the same. But I was thinking a Hemet and all that. It's the same. Uh, looks exactly like El Centro. Yeah. It's sort of east of Victorville, like twenty minutes or mm -hmm. something, right? Yeah. 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 Indeed. God's country. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, like, when did you get to move to the big city then? Well, uh, from El Centro, uh, we moved up to a place called Porterville, which is oh, up, yeah. up kind of close to Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. But a port of it was a nice little town, really. Mm -hmm. and, and uh, But I only lived there for about a year. I went to seventh grade there, you know. Had to walk up and, you know, sign myself up for school. And then almost did the same thing in eighth grade in El, El Cajon. We moved from Porterville to El Cajon. And that's where I, in eighth grade, I met uh, uh, Jack Butler, wow. guitar player. And uh, I hadn't been, I wasn't playing guitar at all then. I was really interested in it because... All I did, you know, down in El Centro was listen to music all the time because we didn't have a television, you yeah. know. And I, you know, I'd, I'd listen to rock and roll music all the time. Mm -hmm. And I joined a, uh, a <clears throat> Fats Domino fan club where it was uh, <laughs> like <laughs> ten, 10 Mexican high school girls <laughs> and me. And yeah. I was like seven or something. You know? Sweet. <laughs> but I loved Fats Domino, nice. you know. And, uh, so I think they just dug the idea that I was so into music and everything, and they huh. put they put up with me, and uh, this is like everybody has to do now. Just but you met that Jerry. you met that rock and roll uh, writer guy. What's his name? Uh, yeah, so I was about to say that when I, yeah. you know, well, I mean, went off track and went back to El Centro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was like uh, it was Jack Butler and Lester Bangs as oh, who I can you imagine met. that. I mean, oh, wow, wow. Yeah. in eighth grade. Yeah. Wow. And I met Lester Bangs at the. My mom, uh, you know, a lot of times would go to the uh, Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses, although she, we, weren't, we weren't really Jehovah's Witnesses, but that, if she ch went to a church, that's where she liked to go. Sure. And that's, uh, that's where I met Lester. I met, <laughs> met him before we ever went to school together, and it uh, didn't take very long for him to get kicked out of, of that religion because, uh, you know, Lester... Lester's mom was really into it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but Lester wasn't. You know, it's like he got up there and they, they in that uh, religion, a lot of the other everybody's just brothers, you know, and some people are you know up in the higher in the brotherhood scheme than others, you know. Yeah. But uh, so there's not, they didn't have just one pastor that did the sermon every, every week. You know, it's like they, they'd have different people do it and. At one point, it was Lester's turn to do it, and then <laughs> then it was done. <laughs> Get this guy out of here! You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I followed him, you know. <laughs> Get out of there! But, uh, and then we went on to uh, all of us to, from El Cajon Junior High to El Cajon High School. Yeah, like your, your high school gang was dang. pretty dang hip. I know. So, That's yeah. crazy. And also, Danny Weiss was there when he was when I was just first starting to play the guitar. Butler was already playing, and and uh, I was starting to play, and there was a, 
Danny Weiss that actually started Yarn Butterfly hmm. was there, and he was the hottest guitar player in town, wow. and, he, sure. and he knew it, you know. Yeah. And it was wow. really, you know, it was, it was funny being around him because, you know, I don't know, he, he was... I, I, he was good enough to where he had to put himself above the rest of us, you know. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Cool. But that and, was kind of funny because him and Doug Engel that wrote uh, wrote uh, In a God of a Vita, you know, uh, they had a band called Jerry and the <clears throat> Geritones, you know, just a dance <laughs> they band. They stole your name. Yeah, they yeah. stole my name. And, you know, <laughs> and I just went, well, they were always, you know, they were just a, a, a dance band, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they had their hair all slicked back and everything, mm-hmm. you know, pompadoured and. And uh, so when I started, I immediately started off uh, being hipper than everybody else. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. course. I always looked mangy, you know. <laughs> That's how they like it in rock and roll. Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone is always saying that you look like Bob Dylan or Bob mm. Dylan's younger brother or something like that. And did you start a band right away in high school or did you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, the way I actually started playing the guitar and actually being in a band is there was this guy named Phil Green, and he was a great guitar player too. He was, you know, but he was in a line of he would learn all the Ventures songs and things like that, mm-hmm. you know. And he had a band called the Perennials, <laughs> and that's how I met him was a, a, a street fair in El Cajon. Mm-hmm. And I just was, you know, walking around. I was like 15 and uh, saw these guys playing, and I was going, man, this guitar player is really good and stuff. And I talked to him for a little while and then. Pretty soon we kind of became pals, and and then in a little while I was kind of trying to play bass in the band, and and uh, and he you know adopted me in there, and and I was a singer, and it, but uh, they were always playing the uh, you know kind of standards for dance bands, mm-hmm. like you know the uh, you know Louis Louis and mm-hmm. yeah. But Lou- what 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 are the years? What circa are we talking here? This is uh, nineteen. Probably 1963. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, rock and roll was still brand new. The Beatles were 64, right? Ed Sullivan was 64. Something like that. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So, you were getting influenced by the same thing the Beatles were. It was all sort of brewing. Was the Bakersfield thing (laughs) happening too? Were you. Oh, Country Western, yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know. do you remember that from how? how well, yeah, Buck Owens grade. was doing Buck, this thing, yeah. you know, at, mm-hmm. uh, at, from Bakersfield. I, I remembered that stuff. Not that I went there or anything like that. We were, we were still about in, you know, an hour away from there. Oh, right, right. But that <clears throat> sound was a little bit rockabilly too, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah probably you know, all kind of fit into what you were hearing. I, I yeah, would that suspect. was the thing about the the Bakersfield type sound for for country was a little bit more rocked up than mm-hmm. most country back then, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, Buck was definitely. You know the guy that was pulling that stuff off. You know. Yeah. And, uh, wow, cool. And then so, it, when was Glory sort of the first band that was sort of a pro, a pro band working around town, or did you have other stuff before that? Uh, no, it, it was uh, actually you know I, I'd done it a little bit with the Perennials, and we started off. At, at, we I I got fired. Yes, <laughs> of oh, course. You, you, know. you were in sort of big bands too, weren't you? Like horn bands. Oh wow. And, well, you know. Not really. I, I, was, I, I was, at one point I was in the uh, the Roosters, that uh, you know the original. Well, I would call them the original Roosters. I guess that a whole lot of bands call themselves the Roosters. Yeah, but these are the guys the that played Roosters. at the uh, the Cinnamon Cinder, and I got into that. But that was a little bit later too. That was when I was eighteen. But uh, the Cinnamon Cinder was a uh, club here. Yeah, yeah. There Where was, was a that? few of those, but uh, yeah, there was one here. It was on El Cajon Boulevard. Oh, wow. 
out there. It was actually a, a big place. It used to be a bowling alley, you know, so you'd enter and then you'd walk oh. down to where the lanes used to be, and that was a whole big dance wow. floor. You hear ads for it all oh day gosh. long on the radio. And the Roosters were the house band. And so. Jerry played there, and I was like, yeah. so cool. You know, well, I, they when wanted, I was a kid, I was thinking, someday I'm going to play the That's the place. It just sounds oh, so cool. It was just a big dance hall and, bowling but alley. Yeah. Didn't y'all yeah. wear wow. like matching skin suits? Yeah, we had to wear yeah. matching yeah. clothes. Yeah. You know, I got, I got so fired from that one, too. This is pre hippie this is yeah. real rock yeah that yeah, was, sure. was about hippie time though really actually right that but you know <laughs> the other one was uh i mean the first band that i really had was uh after i got kicked out of the perennials <laughs> was to uh we started the jesters which morphed into the dark ages okay and, wow. and the dark ages was uh you know, we, the thing is, we we've had this gig at the the best place in town back then. It was called the High Ho Club in El Cajon, and it's uh it's now where uh, the, uh, the game place is. Uh, I don't even know if it's still there oh, or not. The, uh, no, I can't think of what the name is. The Boardwalk. Oh, and I'm not sure if that's <clears throat> even there anymore. It's probably not, but. Huh. Uh, but it was a great club. It High Ho. Like, yeah, it, well, it that held, circular it, place that's it, over there. On... Yeah, it, Old it, Magnolia it was two and of or whatever. Well, no, oh. it, was, uh, it was right in the Parkway Bowling Alley. Oh, my God. Which is still oh, there. Right. But there yeah. was two clubs. This was a teenage nightclub, but it was big. You know, it used to be a place called Arts Roaring Twenties. <sighs> and, and, and these guys that had the High Ho Club, which was a string of clubs, uh, teenage nightclubs, uh, they took it over. And, and it was just a great club. I mean, really high ceiling, go go girls on swings, and a, and a big, tall stage that had a, <laughs> a, you know, you could, when you were playing in the band, you could step on this button and, and the, the, the curtains would come back around you. And, and they had a bunch wow. of hip bands playing None there. We ended up, uh, we we ended up getting playing. the house, house band job, you know, so every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we were playing the coolest place in town, and I'm talking about the whole part, whole San Diego. Yeah. Really, I mean, the High Hook Club was, as far as a teenage nightclub, that was the best place. Period. Yeah, you know? it held like 800 people or something, mm. you know, <laughs> and, and it was like, you know, it was a nice place, you know, and uh, and that's when it was kind of funny because Jack Butler had his own band going where he was the lead guitar player, and they were practicing someplace, and my bass player had to quit, you know, so. And then Butler's practicing someplace, and I show up at his practice, and he's going, oh, fuck. You know, Jerry's, Jerry's here to steal my bass player, you know. And, and it's a pretty sad. I'm, you know, I'm watching him, and he's saying, Jack, when you guys take a break, can I talk to you outside? You know, and he's going, oh, fuck, here it comes, you know. But I'm like, it's with Jack. What? How, what would you think about switching over to bass and playing bass at the dark ages? And he went, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm in your band. Oh, <laughs> we got all awesome. these gigs. I mean, you guys, when you, it, was it, the, it was the Jesters and then Dark Ages, is that right? Yeah. But you, yeah. you, but you had to spell it. T-H-E-E. Yeah, I don't know it why. Was they, the, that dark was it. the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages. The drummer gestures. and the jesters really wanted it to be the, yeah. you know. Whoa. And, and, How British. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> meaning your, really, your dark, your, oh, your yeah. jesters, okay. your Dark yeah. Ages, you know. and uh, huh. But that was the whole thing is like, uh, that, you know, Lester Bangs would come and bring his harmonica and come and, and sit in with us. And, uh, you know, Jack Penny was uh, the drummer for Essie and the Showman. Speaking of the big bands, that's probably where you got that idea. Oh, right. They had about 10 people idea. in the band. And Essie could j dance like James Brown. He, you know, Jack's a kind of Italian, but he was, he was basically the only white guy in the band, you know. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Essie was just going, I, I can't stand the Dark Ages drummer. He was a guest singer. Okay. You know, and he'd do like three songs a night or something. So <laughs> at the, you know, and so we'd back him up. And he'd just go, I can't stand your drummer. I, went, I want Jack Penny in there, you know. So Jack would come and sit down and, 
Jack was always a crack up, man. His eyebrows, would, every time yeah. he hit the snare drum, his eyebrows would go up, you know. <laughs> oh, and, uh, awesome. and he was really funky in those days, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, the stage was about four feet tall, and Essie was a little short black guy, and he'd jump off the stage and do the splits, let out the dance wow. floor, and just, you know, start James Brown all awesome. the place. Everybody go nuts. It was yeah. cool as hell. Super wow. cool. Uh, so, anyway, you know, that's how Jack ended up, Jack and me ended up in the same band. We knew each other, and we'd sit around playing guitar. And, yeah. You know, acoustic guitar, and you know, drop the pick in the hole, and you know, spend about twenty minutes trying to get it out of there because that was the only pick either one of us had. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> then his dad would come home and go, "What's that guy doing here?" Well, how much fun are you guys having now when you get together? Like, oh yeah, it's fun because do... Jack, you know, we we you know we grew up playing because guitar Jack together. Is, yeah, so. Jack That's is, amazing. is a phenomenal and guy. You know? He's a crack up. He you is. know, Jack Jack Butler's a funny he dude, is, man. Yeah. but he's such a talented musician. You know, it's really scary. Yeah, he can pick up the, grab the uh, harmonica, the uh, microphone stand, and play slide with on that with really that better than slide, most people. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. And this was and Jack and you were had glory together, but you, yeah, you had some. Did, were there other projects besides the one you're mentioning right now, the Dark Ages? <laughs> uh, well, from the Dark Ages, I, I ended up getting kicked out of my own band. Yeah. <laughs> and why, that's why where, are you getting kicked out of these bands? I got kicked happened? out of all the bands. I think I got my, is it a, get this ego thing going, and everybody goes, get it out of here. Are you bogarting the drugs or something? Or? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Was like, Did he, you go on a date with the drummer's wife? That's the thing. I had all oh, the chicks, man. That's the mm-hmm. oldest one. He just that was the problem. Yeah, that could have been it. He wouldn't wear the matching suit. Yeah, that's that's what happened with the the yeah the roosters. Yeah. Pretty soon, I just went. I ain't gonna wear this crap, and uh, and I had like four fuzz tones all hooked together, so I could never tell stuff. if they were ever off or on, you know. But <laughs> couldn't, tell, couldn't tell which one. Yeah, I had like those fuzz faces. Remember yeah, those round going. things that look like spaceships? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had like four of those all hooked together to get this creamy. Creamy fuss out, and I got couldn't hardly ever get it to where it was clean. I just like there was always one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of them was always on. <laughs> Every time you thought you were turning it off, you but it was another one on. Being the house band there with those guys, you know, um, we backed up a bunch of cool people. I mean, the Shirelles, uh, the Coasters, wow. the Drifters, Whoa. you know. The, and, uh, so you know, oh, that's I'm amazing. sure I screwed up all their sets and everything, but I was there. That's incredible. Well, you're always <laughs> only you're only a half step away from the perfect note. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Jerry. You know, Jerry Rainey as a songwriter mm-hmm. is is a lot more uh, a lot more um, sort of varied. You know, like there's a lot of sounds and there's and uh, influences that you can hear in okay. his songs, and they're not. You know, I mean, if if you became a fan of Jerry's, you know, from the Beat Farmers or something like that. Uh, Besides the fact that many of those songs came from earlier bands and stuff, mm-hmm. there's just so much more color in his stuff, and I think it's because of all of these experiences, these yeah. bands he played with. Yeah, and it, it, you know more than I think is seems apparent, you know, from the surface. You know, if you get a little deeper and listen to the songs and the lyrics, especially. Right, Jerry's. Yeah, it's. I don't know why I'm commenting on it being a surprise, but it kind of is. Yeah. You know? Well, no, but, well, you, both of you, this is a, a good point, but both of you are really well-known as guitar players, <laughs> you know, and, and that's an amazing thing, too. Yeah. But the all of that is driven from songwriting. If you're doing a guitar solo, it's because you thought your song needed a guitar solo well, there. That's it's the not because you right, want to I mean, go... When you started writing songs, you were kind of writing songs to give you a, a vehicle to blow some hot guitar. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all it was. <laughs> well, that, yeah. And the girls. Great. Yeah, and girls. And girls, girls like girls. songs, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so cool. 
Joey, um, give us your background, where you were from, and uh, what your what's your story? I, I, I grew up in Coronado okay. and spent a little time on a ranch uh, in Alpine, which was fun. <laughs> so I know I know about goats and chickens and and getting rubbed off a pony onto a tree, <laughs> things like that. So mm-hmm. I, and then we moved back to Coronado, which was just. It was paradise, you know. Yeah. Up, we're half naked all the time, yeah. barefoot. But uh, uh, my sort of musical history starts with the Kingston Trio. My uncle Nick was in the Kingston Trio, and so I was born the year that Tom Dooley came out as a big hit and everything. And and he, being my mother's brother, it was you know the records were on all the time, of course, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and there, there was Elvis in the house, and there was. Uh, Andy Williams and uh, and musical theater stuff, mu- the Music Man and Camelot and all that stuff, and and uh, but then of course when the Beatles came along, the whole family would line up on the bed and watch the Ed Sullivan Show. And <laughs> obviously, things changed big time then. But I was blessed having grown up in a family where everyone sang and at least strummed a little yeah. ukulele or something. So. Uh, we learned, uh, you know, sort of by os- osmosis how to harmonize and stuff. And that helped me as a young teenager when I got gigs outside of rock and roll with other bands and stuff. And uh, that's kind of it. We had high school bands like everybody does, and then I, I uh, was able to get a job playing lead guitar for John Stewart, who was another right. ex-Kingston Trio guy. That's right. And he was, uh, at that point, in sort of the tail end of what had been the big songwriter uh, thing coming out of uh, Hollywood and mm. stuff, you know, Randy Newman, Tom Waits, and and uh, all those guys. Uh, John didn't have the success that those guys had, but Waits, for instance, would come around to John's shows and just sit with him backstage and not acknowledge anyone else, never say hello to us. Or <laughs> It was wow. really fun. It was kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you must have been playing like folk festivals and songwriter festivals and even bluegrass festivals, I suspect. Yeah, we kind of did. You know, John had his own uh, following, but it wasn't, you know, it was he was very cult, uh-huh. you know, sort of sure. culty. We played a lot of nightclubs. We played four or five dates in a nightclub. And there would always be a comedian usually opening the show, which oh. was so much fun. We yeah. saw Gary Shandling. Oh, wow. You Far know, right. when he was just starting out, and it was just <laughs> not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> at least he looked like me. Yeah, he looked exactly. like, yeah, he looked like, you know. Foreshadowing. Well, so John Stewart looked like me, too. What's John going on? Stewart, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you opened up, uh, you backed Chuck Berry once at the at the Jack Murphy Stadium, and somebody said, yeah, I just saw John Stewart. <laughs> I said, just saw, yeah, your old boss, John Stewart, packing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> that was cool, though. I, that, that was a, that's something I'll always remember. Is that it was about 19, early 80s, you know, and, and it, uh, we played after the uh, KGB Sky Show, uh-huh. you know, with uh, like the headliners was Cheap Trick back when they were really hot wow. at that point. Cheap Trick and Joan Jett and Chuck Berry and a few other bands, you know, but... Uh, my old band Glory got to be the the band. We grabbed Pete Webster from uh, uh, the guy that ran the uh, little recording studio at the Belly Up Tavern. Mm. Oh right, he, upstairs. He's a piano there. player. We grabbed him for playing piano and uh, 
Just backed up Chuck Berry. Yeah, and he didn't the get the a chance was, to the studio rehearse or nothing. The, the studio was back incredible. in the dressing rooms back then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that where yeah, it was? Yeah. Interesting. Room, yeah. I didn't realize. Well, okay. Yeah. They was, moved it upstairs for a bit, too, next door. Yeah, upstairs, absolutely. Right? Oh, wow. So with Chuck, can you talk a, a little bit about how Chuck was with you? He was really, yeah, there's was a it, lot of he, rumors that fly around. Was about it he was really like, cool with me. You oh, know? Right I was like, I, and I guess especially since I was such a big fan and I knew all of his songs and he, he's looking around. And I, I was obviously leading the band because he wouldn't even tell us. He was just like a hand signal for what key it was in. He, he wouldn't even tell us what song, and he'd start going. I'm going. It's little Queenie and A, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and running around and yelling at the band and stuff. And I think he appreciated that. Sure. Actually knew his stuff and just backed him up, you know. I, yeah. I, he finally ended up looking at me and, and just told me to go up and play a guitar solo. Wow. So I really hammed it up. I ran all the way up to the front of the stage and just nice. you know, gave it everything I had, you know. And <laughs> and uh, then he went up to the microphone and goes, "Can that boy play or what?" That I got it wow, like a we got like a standing ovation, Dude. you know. Going, oh, my oh my god! I mean, that's just like. That's I royalty. Goose, I have goosebumps. No yeah, that's yeah. amazing. But he, you know, the thing is, he was really cool. And yeah, we did a whole lot of smiling and screwing around on the stage. And he'd, that's great. he'd like look over me and smile and for approval or something. And I'd go, nice. you're doing okay, Chuck. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to get back with Joey, too. You were talking about Coronado. Yeah, I know. Um, I talked to Rick Nash sometimes. He's a bass player in town, and I oh know he's he was from around there, sort of, yes. sort of in the same yeah. time. And I and he talks about it so fondly and about the the music that was happening there. And I know you would. It was at the Fourth of July that you would have music on your porch or something, and there'd be like the town would just come out. Inside your house, and you'd have music. I I know that wow. you were very humble about the way you talked about it, but I know at that time in San Diego that that was a really important thing, and the, and it, it actually inspired a lot of music that came later. People were around for that. Stuff, I think it did know? too. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was just a sort of uh, the engineering of the roads in Coronado, but the parade would end in the park in front of my folks' house, <sighs> and so people would come and see the. You know, the the uh, floats and things like that and all the horses and stuff and so people would sort of come there anyway and we and some friends of ours paul Komansky, okay and uh billy zola said well why don't we set up our gear and play on the front porch of your house you know <laughs> just for fun because we don't have any real gigs to do we were you know 13 and 14 <laughs> wow. or something was Komansky wow. there paul Komansky was there, there. Yeah, of course. Far out. And, and uh, of course, you guys wrote bunches of songs together, and he's an incredible artist and Paul songwriter. Paul yeah. you know, I, apologies to you, Jeffrey, but oh. Paul Kamansky's San Diego's greatest songwriter. Well, you, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm under contract to say that yeah. anywhere I go. <laughs> and best beard. Best yeah. beard, too. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about that beard. You know, <laughs> I asked him how he trimmed his mustache. He said, what? He goes, I just do this with my teeth. <laughs> and I just went, that is so disgusting. That's more disgusting than anything else. But it's that creativity. That I've ever that... seen you do since we were running around Santa Monica together. Yeah. Well, so he was there He was there in Coronado when you were 13 so years old. So he was old. there in Coronado. Oh, we wow. did it one year, and then the next year it got a little bigger, and we got more gear and more PA stuff. And then uh, and the crowds got bigger and bigger. And uh, at one point it was absolutely wall-to-wall people as far as you could see. And I think I may have seen a picture and from there are pictures. Day. There yeah. are pictures that float around about it. And we got John Stewart to come and play with us. Whoa. Which was really fun sure. because uh, the only one gig that we ever were supposed to play in San Diego, because I wanted my San Diego peeps to see me playing with John Stewart for of the course. four years I was with him. You yeah. Know? 
And so uh, the closest thing we ever got to it was playing on my friend, my parents' front porch. Oh, my God. And, of course, John and my folks were close friends from the Kingston Trio days and stuff. So it was all really fun and, and uh, family-friendly mm. wow. and everything. But uh, my favorite story is I was flying back east with uh, the beet farmers, and I was sitting next to a guy. And uh, he goes, well, so where are you from? I said, I'm from Coronado. He goes, I was at the best 4th of July party in Coronado. <laughs> oh, cool. About 1978. So cool. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. That is so cool. And you're like, dude. That's, that's amazing. Wow, that's great. <laughs> uh, do you boys feel like playing a song? Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> you know, we were laughing about it before with you, Catherine, but... Uh, uh, Unless you have some big ideas, I don't, about what to play. I don't know. I knew this would happen. Right. That's okay. That's all part of the fun. This is like behind the music. Why don't you do Riverside? Can we do Riverside? There you go. To be a place to hide And baby that town treated you so unfair So, so meet me on out in the orange grove baby You never back down at the Broadway stone If the grove gets wet it'll freeze tonight But I got something that'll keep us warm Messenger love to carry the light And if your daddy gets mad, baby, I don't care So meet me on out in the orange grove, baby You never back down at the Broadway stone If the grove gets wet, it'll freeze tonight But I got something that'll keep us warm saw your face in my eyes And if you give me an inch I'm gonna take a mile 
I've been waiting for you to see through my disguise So meet me on out in the orange grove, baby You never back down at the Broadway stone At the grove is when it'll freeze tonight But I got something that'll keep us warm I thought you were going to blow a solo in the oh movie. God, so I can't good, play solos on acoustic guitars. Oh, okay. <laughs> it hurts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So when did you two meet? Tell me the story of your meeting. Uh, we were fans. We were fans of each other. I used to go see the Shames, and, and uh, Jerry used to come and see the different bands I was in, I think. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to uh, see you guys in Fingers and... Uh, and uh, and when you guys had Country Dick and the Snuggle Bunnies going, yeah, and, yep, yeah, that Joey was such Harris a, and the Speedsters. That was I such a fun thing. Yeah. I was trying to remember uh, what the story was with the Snuggle Bunnies because it, enough time has passed that, and the brain cells have died that I don't exactly <laughs> remember. Except that I saw a flyer recently that said we would be playing from six in the afternoon until closing. <laughs> and that was on, and it was on a Sunday, and so where does all that energy come from? Oh really? man, right? Yeah, it's like it was funny because with the and they were part. all really well attended. Yeah, and, sure. and we were drunk mm. by the end of the night, of course, and we used to drink through the that little windy thing with all the with all the drinks in it. What do you call those things that you oh. put telephone numbers on? Oh, a Rolodex? A Rolodex. Yeah. A Rolodex of drinks that the, the, the <laughs> bartender had back then. Oh, wow. my gosh. One at a time, huh? And, uh, and we came up with all kinds of new songs and funny songs, and, and it was just a big sort of jam. But, I mean, people would come, and they started getting really sort of seriously popular. Yeah. And Country Dick and the Snuggle Bunnies, this is before Beat Farmers? Right. Yeah, And exactly. so was that a character he kind of... Yeah, was already kind of doing. Yeah, that was there. It was like uh, that was the only thing that was really much different is there was a, another person in the band, right? So you're a five piece band, right? Yeah, that's and, right. And, Sometimes uh, Skid Roper was in the band. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, there were a few people yeah. and, and uh, Nino Del Pesco on Nino bass. Nino Del Pesco was on bass. And uh, <sighs> okay, uh, Sometimes you guys were Irene... cool. I mean, because that was when I, I was in the Shames then, and we played a few gigs together. And uh, one of them was funny. We were playing out in the uh, parking lot of the stadium. I remember that. And uh, there was a bikini contest going on. <laughs> yeah. And you guys had already played a little bit, and all of a sudden, Comanche comes running out with just the bottom part of a bikini on, and his <laughs> penis all bulging out and stuff. You know, and people and are screaming boots. and yelling and throwing shit at him. <laughs> was, that during, was that during your set or during the bikini? Uh, it, was, it was a little break. Bikini show. It was a, it was a break. Right after the break, they'd do a bikini show, and then you know it, that was pretty much over. But then Comanche had to run out there. Show off his package. He was very free, with his, very free with his body. Wonderful. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's, it's it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. But that's how the the beat farmers actually started from the end, the very last show of of the Snuggle Bunnies. It was at wow. Bo, uh, Bodies yeah. on on. Uh, I, was, I was supposed to be going off to promote my Joey Harris and the Speedsters record. Yeah. 
And then and so, somebody and else I had in the band to do was that, moving and Dan was trying to talk me out of it. You know, huh. Country Dick was trying to talk yeah. me out of it. He's going, dude, this is a, we got something happening here. That stupid record is not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and in the Snuggle, Buggy, Snuggle Bunnies, was he out front or was he back playing drums? No, it's all kind of the same thing as like the, the as beat the beat farmers. farmers. He was it. playing drums, and then he would get out in front and do some stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I would sit in on drums. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Joey wow. always played drums pretty yeah. well. I loved that. How you guys, one of you guys, would go back. Yeah. It seems like everybody yeah. kind of got had a turn, maybe except Raleigh, right? Right. The yeah, two we couldn't let Raleigh platoon. do it. <laughs> What's that? We couldn't let Raleigh do it. <laughs> no, he had to. You will. Somebody. Jerry's had. a better drummer than I am. I'm, I'm no, I don't think so. I'm sort of like ham fisted. You know, bang, bang, bang. The thing is that every guitar player that was in the Beat Farmers could play drums to a point. Yeah, yeah. Buddy Blue was pretty good on it. It's is like, that right? It's like uh, on the uh, the first album, uh, California Kid. That's that's Buddy playing drums on that song. Oh, wow, far know. out. Okay. And even on some of the other songs, like, did you play drums on some of the recordings? No. I know I played drums on on like Big Ugly Wheels. And yes. A couple other right. stupid songs. And only the stupid songs. Though, I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 Dan, you know, Country Dick was funny. He, he, I know at some point he was really not wanting to play drums anymore, but he was always ready to have someone else sit in on the drums. Mm. That's great. Well, but I, I mean, especially if he was going to be, you know, dancing yeah. on the stage. Yeah, sure. He's such a like, he doing was the like an amazing show. drummer. Though. He was pretty dang good oh, on the drums. Really yeah. solid. And he hit hard. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he's that, 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 that's Nathan learned that from him. Yeah, I mean, okay. Nathan, Nathan Rainey watched Country Dick. From the time he was able to go to any concerts at all, he Absolutely. watched Country Dick. That He'd was sit his there. drummer. Sure. He wouldn't even look at me you know, <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. There, there's my dad. Yeah, but he's a guitar player. That's stupid. Mm. You know. Yeah, look there's at Country that. Dick, but Nathan hits the hits that snare drum just like Country Dick wow. did. Man, it's like he's loud. And Dan, you know? was, <laughs> Dan was the way you know the, the 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 parts he would choose were were for the song. And mm-hmm. they were rare, you know. He was a really musical drummer. That's you right. Know? Yeah. And he was that's really right. inter- You know, he the, he understood the song first. Right. And yeah. that's and how many drummers have you gone through where you just go? Dude, but it must have been like having you're a, good, but right. Yeah. Right. Not musical. It's not the There's right a feel. Right. You're, you're trying to you're trying yeah. to describe feel to these right. people. And they're they're not catching the phraseology and yeah. the in the verse and all that stuff. Yeah. There's a difference between hitting a drum and. And and then or drawing tone from it with the stick, right, they're different right, things, right. and that's hard to understand at first. It takes a drummer, usually forty, sixty years sure. to kind of find <laughs> that vibe. You know, but and, and people probably rightfully so didn't didn't think that he was necessarily a great drummer or something sure, like that. But, sure, uh, But as a guitar player, who I played with Pete Thomas, you know, from yeah, from the. Elvis John Cougar's band. Elvis, and, yeah, Elvis yeah. Costello's band. Oh, Pete band. Thomas, Elvis Costello's band, right. Yeah, yeah, Pete Thomas is probably, you know, the greatest rock and roll drummer right. ever. He was in John Stewart's band when I joined them. Oh, is that right? Yes, Amazing. which was... So I've, I, you know, I've played with two of probably the greatest drummers. Ever. Yeah. And, but a third would be Chalo. Yeah, Chalo's great. Chalo. great drummer from, from the Plugs. Oh, okay, oh. wow. What a blast! Yeah, Charlo played with all kinds of people. He you know, played with Dylan and everybody. Oh, wow. When we recorded, uh, the Beat Farmers went up to after we got off of Curb Records. Yeah, uh, we went up and we recorded an album in Vancouver, Canada, and uh, Charlo lived up there. And he, and he was there the whole time. He he came to the studio every day. You yeah. Know? Cool. And I was talking to him about stuff. We never stuff actually got him like, to play, though, on the, on the record. He just was yeah, around. We, we, yeah, we, vibe, we got huh? him to shake some t- maracas or something. Yeah. You know, he cool. wouldn't play. It, uh, but uh, 
he was having fun. He was there all the, the whole damn time. And I was talking to him about, well, you know, your wife and your daughter are up here. And uh, do they go see you play, you know, when you're playing? Because he was playing with Bob Dylan at that point. Yeah. You know, wow. he played with all kinds of people. <laughs> and he's going, well, and he says, no, I talked to my wife. And he goes, well, I'm playing with Bob Dylan, you know, tonight. You, you want to come? She goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's that. There's there's got to be something nice about being able to completely turn off one aspect of your life and just come home and not have to talk about that stuff or have anybody yeah. who thinks it's cool that you're a rock star or right. anything like that. You know, that's when nice. I first met him, he he was playing uh, with the Plimsolls. I mean, wow. he wasn't the original guy, but he was. You know, he he was playing with the Plimsolls. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, the plug, the original plugs, and then uh, the later version of the plugs were terrific too. But the original plugs was a three piece. L.A. punk rock band. Got and, it. And I just couldn't even keep my eyes off him as a drummer. He just the most amazing. Was this like the time of like sort of the Germs and yeah. X and yeah, so that, that would have been the late seventies. Uh -huh. Wow, what a blast of a time just, to be yeah. around. And he's such a sweet guy. How just, great. Uh, yeah, and the germs and X got together and made germ X. <laughs> Hand sanitizer. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible joke. Ground, ground up their fingernails. <laughs> Oh. What did I tell you about those old man jokes? <laughs> dad jokes. It's, we can't yeah, help dad it. Jokes. It's all part of the DNA. Germax, Germax. So how was the Outlaw Cruise? Was that, uh, looked like it was oh a blast. Oh my God, it was so you, much fun. Are you going to huh? be doing that again? Yeah, the other one was really fun. It was kind oh, of nerve-wracking getting there and stuff because we had to fly out there because okay. it, it left from, uh, this is Outlaw Country Cruise 6. Okay. And we were just thrilled that they invited us to go on the thing but you know we had to fly out there and it was uh we had to stop in texas and that just happened to be when that big ice storm was going through texas oh, wow. they were canceling all the flights and oh. we're like going oh, no. at least we had sense enough to go there a day early but even then it's like it was when we were in texas in in dallas uh, and at the airport it was like 30 degrees outside wow. and they were de-icing planes and stuff like that, but we, we just happened to get right through there and get there on time. But then we had to, we had to uh, get tested for COVID that's before right. we there got on the boat. There was a protocol about sure. being tested, so any of us who had any gigs before flying out there, which was a, a big expense on its own, could be turned away the morning of the time to board oh, the ship. Can you imagine? Sure. To be tested positive. Wow. So we're all just full of so much anxiety. Right. <laughs> It was, it was, it was so, not a happy traveling right. it was so No, it's crazy out It was there. such a relief when we got on, finally all of us got on, on the, the boat. boat. We had like, to sit wow. there and wait to hear, hear names being you know called out that, okay, you're you're all right, here's your... <laughs> so you literally just don't know until right we're, there. We're all, no, we're all we in a big sort of uh, open uh, room, you know, with big windows, you know, it's an like airport kind of thing. Yeah. It's right. a side sort of big room. And they're and they're people are waiting to hear their name called, and over there is Emmy Lou Harris. I'm oh just going, wow! <laughs> I just <laughs> I'm such a starstruck yeah. thing, yeah. you know. I get like really shaky, and I just me I too. Go, so <laughs> excited. She would I'd do met that her to before me. too. Yeah. And if I'd just gone over and said hi to her, you know, with Vicky, that would have been great. Right. What are the protocols with COVID and a rock star? How, How close are you work? allowed to get? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and she's she's royalty for us. Absolutely, you know, I, I get goodness it. gracious! So yeah. once we get on the thing, yeah. we're, all, we're all feeling totally relieved, and yeah. then and then finally, but somebody somebody was late. Uh, uh, Roseanne Carter Cash. Oh wow was late so we were they held the boat up for her, which was cool as hell. She must have had the wrong boots on. Yeah, she had the wrong <laughs> boots. Yeah. And and, uh, and uh, 
anyway, so Steve Earle was gonna that was gonna do in the kickoff party, which is out on the uh, the main deck, uh, the biggest stage there. It's like it'll you know, like two thousand people can watch that thing, and so Steve Earle's getting ready to play, and then we were going, we weren't weren't moving, but he started playing anyway, you know. Yeah. Then finally, I looked up and said, "Oh, we're actually moving you know, with the, the boats pulling out," and but that was really dang cool. It's really just kind of wondering. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we were thinking, okay, well, we're probably the only kind of rock and roll band that's actually on this boat. But there was quite a few people that oh rocked pretty good. Nice. The, the Waco brothers blew me away. Oh, wow. And I was like, because oh, cool. that's a, what's his name from from the old? John uh, Langford from, uh, yeah. from the from the Mekons. Yeah, the oh. old Mekons. Give up your safe and happy life okay. before it is too oh, late. <laughs> you guys, the Mekons are, are very good friends with a, a guy that owns the Palms Bar out in Wonder Valley, which is really? an wow. hour from me. And they just played out in, at the oh, Palms. Well, yeah. Lang- yeah, Langford was saying, you guys have to come to, Car- to Chicago. We've got a whole... Uh, community going there, you know, you oh, guys sure. would be so welcome if you just come and stay oh, for a month so or something. Cool. And so, and I heard that they've they've been uh, they're on the road. Yeah. Right now. Well, they must be. It's close. a tiny little roadhouse in the middle of nowhere, Wonder yeah. Valley. Yeah. The, yeah. Anyway, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So uh, you'll well, you'll be doing another uh, one of those. Yes, that uh, uh, November third. Oh, cool. Uh, we're doing the uh, Outlaw Country Cruise West, which is the first time they've done a west coast one okay oh, cool. it'll be leaving out of long beach and uh and the the group of people that are playing is just amazing you know i don't it, the thing that I, i'm wondering about this one is like what, what i learned about the other one is all kinds of people jam together you know they mm. call each other up on the stage and there then there's yeah. different jams that happen but right. also you know right in the middle of somebody's set they'll call you up to play with them you yeah. know and uh and i hope that happens with this one because it's yeah. like uh I mean, I doubt that it's going to happen when uh, uh, you know social distortions playing. You know, but well, I don't know. That you would be know, amazing. Well, I, I could Jerry force Rainey, myself think, up there. I think they have you up there in a second. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got we've got a friend in the band too, Johnny yeah. Two Bags from the Cadillac Tramps. Right. Oh, okay. Has been playing with Social D for a while, but it's the Blasters, it's Los Lobos, it's uh, oh, X. Wow. A whole bunch of other. Oh uh, my gosh. California bands from kind of you know the '80s kind of yeah, thing, which so I mean so cool. What a blast! It's going to be amazing, and I think the list is pretty long. It's actually yeah, there's a lot of bands. That's fantastic, and people can get tickets and go on the screws and just be yeah. There. Yeah, I think this one's really close to sold out though. I bet. Uh, In November, yeah, it's really fun. They treat you like royalty the mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah, they're so very nice. Fun. That that. Uh, the and Mo- you know, Mojo's, Mojo's got a big footprint with uh, Sirius XM and the Outlaw Country thing. Of yeah. course. And so it's the the main promoter guy, the main Outlaw Country guy, and Mojo and Steve Earle, and I think they're kind of the three drivers. Gotcha. And uh, because I think because we're friends with Mojo, we got extra special treatment. It was really nice. Wow. Absolutely. Also we got to pick his nose. It. We got to pick Mojo's <laughs> nose. That's I mean, it's true. He is a booger-eating moron, isn't he? He really is. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because I'd never had serious radio, but I figured I, I want to get it, get it and have it in my car, yeah. you know, especially when we were getting ready. Well, okay, oh we're going gosh, on this. Yeah. I want to hear what's going on with yeah. this he thing. He says the darndest thing. Oh, my yeah, God. Of course. <laughs> and then, but then I heard, you know, guest people be on there. And Dave Alvin went on there. He goes, oh, yeah. I all want you, this is Dave Alvin. I want, to, want you all to know for a fact that I know that, Mojo Nixon's a booger-eating moron. (laughs) (laughs) Mojo's Mojo's mom mom does the spot. She goes, uh, my son's name is is, uh, Kirby 
Kirby Herman McMillan. Okay. I don't know who this Mojo Nixon person <laughs> is. <laughs> That's rad. I thought that I just would, Dave had done that, you know. But, but okay, her all kinds of people going there. They got Chris Christopherson to do it. They got a bunch of people to do it. Boogered moron. I'm here to tell you it's true. Mojo Nixon really does eat his own boogers. I have a great message saved that Mojo left on my phone. We we were putting on a, a concert and we wanted to have him as a guest and I asked him and he graciously agreed to come do it and it was at a performing arts center and when I told the guy that booked the performing arts center that Mojo was coming he said well that's great but if you could just have a, a talk with him and let him know that we kind of like to keep things not very you know the vulgarity it's not and so I said okay sure I'll I'll have that talk with Mojo knowing full well but I wanted to hear so I left him a message saying hey listen the guy from the Performing Arts Center wanted me to pass on a message to you, Mojo, and I left it for him. And the message I got back was, "You tell that." <laughs> Twenty minutes of the most beautiful, it's like throwing gasoline on the yeah, oh, the most well-crafted profanity. Oh, right? it's, it's like a language in Mojo, its own. It's, it's gorgeous, Mo, beautiful you know, poetry. Mojo ain't some uh, bucktooth hillbilly. He's mm. you know, I think he graduated college and everything. Yeah, he's, wow, he's, he's got words. Guy. He's a smart He's got guy. words. He's got smarts real yeah. good. Yeah. He does got smarts really <laughs> He's a real fart smeller. Yeah. Smart speller. Smart fart, fart smeller. Uh, You're right the first time. Yeah. So uh, can I bug you for another song? Sure. Uh-oh. You have to sing one. What All right, it? let's do Make It Laugh. It's time, time for us, time for us to cross that line. Cause when you're feeling, when you're feeling you've been had, don't you let it. You let it get you sad Cause there's a time for you to be forgiven Turn the other cheek and brush that pain away There's just no use in trying to get even Girl, I think it's time to walk away Think it's time to be thinking of other times and moving on. Cause we've been down, we've been down for so long now. There's no place There's no place to go but out Out on the road where the semis howl Baby, hit your ride on something moving fast Where the rain and wind don't blow so cold Baby, we can build a life and make it last 
was going to leave you hanging there. I know, I'll play this. <laughs> Out on the road where the semis have, baby, hitch a ride on something moving fast. Where the rain and wind don't blow so cold. Baby, we can build a life and make it last Make it last Make it last, yeah Make it last, yeah Make it last, yeah. Make it last, yeah. Oh. That a boy, Jerry. <laughs> oh God. That's a high note to be hitting well, this morning. Hitting. It's but early in the afternoon now. <laughs> Those oh, harmonies are I'll amazing. Screaming oh. my brains out like some kind of fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after yeah. playing with Jerry for ten years, I was uh, really sad when it was over because uh, I realized I was going to lose. We really uh, had developed a, uh, a kind of telepathic harmony scheme going on, and I loved it. And I, and I really was. I remember being actually sort of sad about it. Yeah, sure. your voice is... Crying in my pillow sad, you know. Your, your voices just really <laughs> complement each other. It works. The you. phrasing yeah, it and works, just everything. Definitely. Yeah, you guys are awesome. I'm so having, I had a little trouble on that song, though, because I couldn't. I didn't have your guitar up loud enough on my little mix thing. Oh, sorry. Oh. And I kept kind of getting off from you, so I... We're not really that spastic. I was, you know, you wow. nailed it. You yeah, nailed it. You should it. maybe turn his guitar down more often because I feel like it's a, it's a secret. <laughs> Take that guitar great. right away from him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell me about your individual projects. Uh, Joey, go first. You have... I've got Joey Harrison, The Mentals, yep. and we play uh, around Rockin'. San Diego. We just played two or three different places around town. And I, I tried and tried and tried to stay as busy as I possibly could and work as much as I could. And, and I was so proud of musicians that could... Uh, play every night for the tip jar or something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I tried doing that. I tried, uh, to, and it was not fun. So mm. I, <laughs> I didn't want to do that. So I didn't want to do that quite as much after a while. But one thing I did uh, discover uh, when I was sort of moping around the house with Miss Vicky, she said, uh, she said, well, you just got to get out and play some more. And I said, well, you know, I don't understand. I, you know, I was kind of a star back in the day and, I'm getting older now, and I'm not doing anything, and nobody ever calls me. You know, mm. she goes, Joey, you know, asshole. People call you all the time, yeah. and you always say hey, you're too busy doing, <laughs> you know, nothing. And so I said, all right, from now on, anybody who calls me, I'm going to say yes. So the very first one was Laura Jane yeah. uh, with the Titan Ups, yes, and, and that was like the most funnest oh. thing that ever happened. <laughs> I bet, sure. And that that was gonna that was a blast. My story with that band was I sat in with them, having never seen them before, and I, I assumed that they'd have another guitar player, and I could just sort of blow solos here and there or something. Mm. But no, they had no guitar. I had to cover yeah. all these songs. <laughs> yeah. But they were Sam and Dave's songs, and I kind of knew them, you know. Yeah. But the thing that I was so impressed by was uh, watching Laura Jane from behind, you know, and yeah. the crowd's loud and drunk and rah, 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 
and you know they all want to hear something and she's just going she's got got that that hypnotizing thing that yeah. Country Dick used to do. Right. You know, I mean, he could call people maggots and they would love <laughs> <Yeah>. him for <laughs> it. You know? But he would own that stage. And just yeah. absolutely own the right, stage. All and the I way watched, the whole thing. I watched her do she and it was working. That's and great. At one point, this guy's just screaming at her about something and she just caresses his face and says, <laughs> it's all right, Mr. Drunk Man, we'll play your song for you. <laughs> wow. And I just went, I'm playing. Oh, this. yeah. yeah. Totally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, play with this girl. Yeah. We so wrote great. some songs together which was fun and sweet and funny She's amazing. and great. And then I got the call from uh, Sean Rolfe the to play the Sunday morning mm-hmm. uh, Hillcrest Farmer's Market. And, so, and that was, I loved it. It was terrific. Nice. I got to play my grandpa's Martin, you know. I had mm-hmm. to, you know, like quickly find out how to get pickups in it and stuff. <laughs> sure. But uh, that was really fun and I loved it. But I would, you know, finish a gig at, at 2 o'clock in the morning and then get up at six to go to the <laughs> farmer's market yeah but i was sober then you know so it was the, it was doable i was a dad you know <laughs> yeah. so i was used to getting up early and stuff and so that was fine and then i had uh, paul kamansky's little trio group with paul and karen kamansky and so uh at one point i was for some reason i was in five different bands nice. and and i loved it and, yeah. I, and i remember having a day where i did the paul kamansky band and then uh the mentals and then in the morning i had to do Oh, no, I think I started out doing the farmer's market. Then I had a Paul and Karen gig, and then I finished that night with uh, a Joey and the Mentals gig. Rock That's and some roll. stamina right I know. Right. Was, and it was just, I just felt like, yeah, I felt like it was it was just really fucking rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, totally. And, and, uh, and around about that time, I, uh, I realized that I had to stop just wanting, you know, things to go. Just if just because you put a lot of effort into something doesn't mean it's going to pay off. We all know that, right? And the disappointment and the heartbreak is just so you know just sickening, and it makes you so you can't sleep at night. Yeah. And just I just decided, uh, which is it's probably funny from somebody who's been watching me from the outside, like Jerry. I finally decided to stop giving a shit about anything. <laughs> And, you know, and as if I did ever anyway, right? But, <laughs> but of course I did. I really did. And I really worked hard to try and get the band the right gigs and try to keep them busy and, you know, get the right musicians and, you know, rehearse and all that stuff, you know. And I decided that, and we never could have the same drummer for a while. So I just decided I'm going to completely let go. And uh, along with saying yes to anybody who wants me to play with them, which is fun. And so a drummer would show up and play with us, and I'd say, just play the straight beat all the way through. Don't, if you think you know the song, don't. <laughs> don't try to do the accents or anything, because that's when you're going to get into trouble, you know. So, And it would turn out great. Yeah. I didn't care. Right. And I did big, long guitar solos in, nice. in three-minute songs, you know. Mm-hmm. They turned them into 15-minute songs. Yeah. Because I just didn't give a fuck. And, I'm ha- and I started having the best time. Good. And I fell back in love with playing the guitar, and Yay. I fell back in love with being a musician, and and it was a real epiphany for me that uh, to have that happen, you know, yeah. kind of late in life. You That's know? awesome. Um, That's great, Jerry. First question: Would you like another beverage? I can see if yes, John that, Edwards wouldn't that, mind grabbing it and bringing nice, it. Yeah. John, yeah, do you I, mind? Jerry Rain. My is, beer is gone. Jerry Rain's got a band called The Farmers, and I I sometimes you know, worry you know, that people who book The Farmers think. They're getting 
like Joey and Jerry. Yeah, there's probably some confusion there. A people people aren't that smart. I just worry. I don't know yeah. if you notice that. So, yeah. And then you know, and then when I call them, they're going to go, "What do you mean? We just booked you last week." Yeah, and yeah. It's like, no, oh, yeah. Well, Jerry, was yeah. it like playing with your son first of all in your in your project? That must be amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, he's got his own band. He's got the Nathan Rainey band, of yeah. course. You know, and uh, he's. Uh, you know, he started off playing drums when he was five, and he didn't even start playing guitar till he was probably 15 or something like that. Okay. You know? And people are always going, well, you taught him well. And I'm going, you know, I didn't hardly teach him anything. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, he'd ask me, you know, how what the, how some part went. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And, and, uh, uh, but he he taught himself, you know. It's like, uh, and he's turned into a great songwriter. You yes. Know? And, and uh, he's... Got a couple of really great albums, you know, and uh, and a really nice guy. He's a great guy. Uh, he's yeah. a good kid. Mm-hmm. It's like a, and it's like we've we've both done really well with our sons. Joey's son's yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, William's a great kid. Well, and yeah, you also both good. have amazing uh, women in your life, so uh, that I think helps. That's a big right? part of it. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really big part yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, I met Marilee because of music, you know, yeah. and she's always loved music and. Uh, you know, we've managed to stay together. I think uh, we've been married for 45 years that's now. That's incredible. Uh, and that's weird because I'm only 47. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> that's so weird. How did you guys, I mean, how did you guys trick your ladies into staying with him? Did you yeah, hypnotize them or something? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty I would good. like to know the It's our units. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm the same. I, I also, yeah, I know. It's what must our be what it is. Units. Golden units. Golden units. I mean, it's because we're eunuchs. <laughs> Uh, oh, Unix. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's hard. <laughs> but you know, it's it's uh, it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, that that farmers beat farmers thing. And we were actually talked into changing the name to the farmers by uh, the guy that was booking the Belly Up Tavern. that used to book. Yeah. Uh, if you if you just change your name to the farmers, I'll book you all the time. Seven, <laughs> yeah, we'll get a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, it was a mistake, people. I think. You know, because it's like it's always caused confusion, and people mm-hmm. don't really get it. And and uh, and then they come up to me, and they 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 think they're talking to Joey. Yeah, totally. They, 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 all kinds of people call me Joey, and they people call, call him me Jerry. Jerry. And, and, uh, At the super thing is cool is we still play as the beat farmers. You know, it's like we. You know, usually only do it once or twice a year, but right. you know, but uh, this year I think it's happened like four times or something. Nice, but, uh, love that. Uh, hmm. We're about to do the Adams Avenue Street Fair on uh, Saturday, uh, September twenty fourth. Nice, yeah. sounds right. Cool. We'll be the the headliner yeah. of the uh, the what you call it the I'm loose rock stage. As hell. We've got a lot of fans that are still alive. Oh my yeah. god, and, absolutely! And they come to the shows and they, and they're well attended and yeah. it's and it's a happy time for everyone. It's it I I don't think I expected that to happen. Well, yeah. with, with the debauchery that took place at Beat Farmers concerts, <laughs> it, it's not a surprise that you're surprised that <laughs> everyone would still be, be alive. Yeah. Been yeah. going. Well, you know. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's it's usually special. we see somebody from the old days. Jerry, you're alive. Well, you Jerry, made Jerry and I, are real I su- thought you was dead. Jerry and I and Raleigh are real survivors. <laughs> you know? I mean, when you think about it, it's, it sure. was starting to shape up like a spinal tap. <laughs> but other than that, you know, we do the farmers. I was booking all kinds of dates, you know, yeah. and, and, and it was like one of those things, was like kind of the opposite of what was happening with Joey. I was booking all kinds of dates and getting all kinds of dates. Yeah, and pretty soon the guys in the band are going. You know we're playing too much. You yeah. know why don't, why don't we just play some you know more important gigs here and there? And I'm going because I want to play all the time, right? You know? yeah. And uh, so with that, then I started doing. I uh, have this uh, friend, friend Evans Cantopples, that him and I got together, 
and started doing a duo, yeah. which is mainly like 60s songs, a whole lot of Beatles and, mm-hmm. and Bob Dylan and Kinks and stuff, you yeah. know, and, and he was a music teacher. So it was kind of funny that uh, there I was on the learning side of it, you know, yeah. it's like I've almost always been the leader of whatever bands I was in, you know, the Beat Farmers didn't really have a leader, you know, but I think every other band I've ever been in, I was the leader of the right. band. And then here I was, uh, you know, trying to learn these more complicated Beatles songs and stuff. And, and Evans knew them all. You know, yeah. he, he just, you know, he, he taught this, you know, he had his own school of music for a long time. And uh, and he, you know, he, he even taught at uh, uh, Catholic school. You know, he's had a, a music class at a Catholic school. And parents would walk up to him and go, I want to thank you for teaching my kids Beatles songs yeah. and teaching them to appreciate yeah, the Beatles. Absolutely. You know? nice. Evans always did that. So I had that acoustic thing with him. And then Jack Butler started asking me, like, why don't we do an acoustic thing sometime? Yeah. And I'm going, well, we can, but if we're going to do it, I want it to be completely different than what Evans and me are doing. I yeah. want it to be like a blues, front mm-hmm. porch blues thing, and I want you to play all the lead guitar. He's going, I can't play all the lead guitar. You got to play. And I'm going, I can't hardly play lead on an, on an acoustic. But, he's such you know, a baby. but he still forces me to do it sometimes, you know. And, and, uh, but he, you know, he does really well on an acoustic guitar playing damn lead guitars. Yeah. And I, I don't know. He's just got tougher fingers than me, I guess, you know. But, yeah. But I just told him, I said, I want to sing almost everything. And you play most of the guitar, you know. Nice. And, uh, and you've got all that song. You've got such a huge catalog of songs yeah. in, your, in your cranium. Yeah, it's too many. It's it's weird. And that's the that's the fun part about the farmers. It's a real party band. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to dance the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You we're know. a dance band. It, it really <laughs> is a dance band. It's like, it's like the B52s. It never stops. It's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. It never it's stops. Incredible. Energy, it's incredible. Yeah. The energy. Yeah. My it's, shows, it's, it's, I'm talking all, for 20 minutes in between well, songs, what, yeah. and everybody takes a nap for a Absolutely. second. Absolutely, yeah. me too, me too, me too. And then luckily, people sort of encourage me. You know, mm-hmm. otherwise they they just throw stuff at me. <laughs> But yeah, and that all comes from the mind of Jerry Rainey. And it's, you know, it's yeah. good. It's like all that all that history is not wasted. Yeah. That's right. Then we actually still we do another band <laughs> called Rainey Evans Rainey where right. Nathan plays drums, Evans <laughs> yeah. plays bass. Yeah. Right. And Evans was surprisingly a really good bass What's player. What's that band you know? like? Uh, it's cool. You, know, we, we, you we, do we your do, originals uh, or what? Hardly any. You know, it's it's uh, mostly covers. you know. I mean, wow. yeah, mostly covers. We do. We, do you do? I've been through the desert with a horse with none. <laughs> yeah, we do that. No, we do don't. you? No, but Evans Evans knows every song in the world just about. I you know it's like uh, he would he would probably pull that Be off. Be able to do that, right? right. Yeah. But right. with the band, the Rainy Evans Rainy, it's. Uh, I, you know, we do some funny things like some old Glory Band songs and mm. and. Uh, 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 things like uh, Killing Floor. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Well, it's I don't a cool have a, name I don't for have a band. song. Yeah, I, love, I love it's the name. It's a cool name. name for a band, Rainy Evans. I love yeah. how you have that. Yeah, it's like a law firm. It is a little law firm. Yeah, yeah. Jerry cool. had a band with Buddy after Dan died, after Country Dick died, called Rainy Blue. I thought that was a great oh, name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that didn't great. last very long, though. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy was getting fired from his job. Or about to get fired for his job for a con- conflict of interest, you know. I'm going, what the hell, you know? <laughs> Another song, maybe? Okay, what do we have, Joey? Oh, let's do, uh, uh, what? You want to do, uh, My Baby Drives a Peterbilt? My Baby Drives a Peterbilt. Oh, really? <laughs> Thing. Are you happy to do it? 
Yeah, Big Ugly Wheels. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name. Actually, I wrote that one for Country Dick, but you know, uh, I have to sing it an octave higher. Yeah, yeah. I, still, I think I want to record that one again sometime. You should just screaming my brains out. That is sure. That is my favorite, new favorite line in any song: the mustache. Mustache cake with cake. Did you do the dirty one or the clean one? The mustache said, caked with the. He said mustache caked with semen. Is yeah, that yeah, what I, yeah, that's what I. Yeah. No, that's the dirty. You way. can say mustache in here. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing dirty about that. Thank you. Yeah. Mustache. Amazing. That's funny. Is like, out of all the songs Kamansky wrote and all that kind of stuff, he he approached me one time. He says, "That's my favorite line in a song. Is is uh, <laughs> life with her so frightening? Why can't she just move yeah, on?" Yeah, I know that is a great really, line. You, <laughs> You wrote Hollywood Hills, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you talked about um, there's some uh, Beat Farmer gigs coming up, maybe four, you said, this year. What, can you tell us about some of those so we can put them on our calendar? Yeah. What are they? Well, what of them, isn't one of them a party, a private party? Oh, Yeah, well, there's a, the Adams Avenue Street Fair. Right, okay. Right, and uh, that's on September 24th. That's a gotcha. private party in my pants. Yeah. Mm. And then there's another one. After that, that uh, unfortunately can't really be advertised until we're done with the Adams Avenue Street Fair. Okay, gotcha. But yeah. that'll be in another place, <laughs> out in Ramona. <clears throat> nice. Oh, okay. And it's not a private party. It's a place we've never played before. Oh, nice. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And then the cruise, of course, in November. And then we'll do the cruise, and then we're uh, slated to do another reunion uh, in 2023. Like nice. In January. Belly Up Tavern. Oh, up. nice. Great. 
on the 21st of January, I think is what this is. Okay, said. cool. Yeah. That's the pencils date, right? And then there's another one that's trying to be a private party that, you know, is too close to the belly up. So I've been having to tell them. Uh, so uh, how much would it cost to get you guys to play a private party just uh, offhand in case people out there? One million dollars. I was going to say, know, yeah, that's Just get as close right. as I played, you can. I played, uh, I played a party for the father of my boy Will's girlfriend okay. in their house up in... Uh, up in Encinitas, and we played there with my three-piece band and everything, and it was terrific and great. And the next year, they wanted to do it again. Okay. And I said, I can't. I've got another date going on, but uh, Jerry Rainey could probably do it with the farmers. And uh, the farmers went and played the party. I think everybody was happy. It all went really well. But when I saw the dad again a couple (laughs) months later... He he turned to me and just said, "You don't charge enough." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too, it's a, it was an interesting sort of party because it was him and his his uh, college buddies started an investment club. Okay, twenty years ago now, I guess yeah. maybe twenty years. So they had some. Debt. So they get together once a year and they got a little yeah, yeah. They got a little bread to throw around. Nice. But I just love that he said that to me. He said, you don't charge That's enough. excellent. <laughs> but they also... And I think that was his response to... They also uh, said they wanted to Me have... saying, how did it go with the farmers? He said, you don't charge enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. The... Uh, yeah, they also though, you know, if they do it again, they're probably going to want either either both of our bands or the beat farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so. or somehow do both bands and a beat farmer reunion because all you really char- have to do you're would be char- to... you're in charge of that number. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I don't charge it's fantastic enough. that you guys are uh playing again and it just It's really fun. I, I, I wish it. Raleigh was here. You know, Raleigh uh Raleigh uh as a young boy was in the Beat Farmers. He was in the rock and roulettes with Buddy before the Beat Farmers and and he uh, was already in the band, and he was a seasoned road dog by the time I joined the Beat Farmers. And we spent so much wonderful time traveling together, and he's so funny and yeah. so insightful. Yeah. And and sort of at the same time, the most lovable puppy in the room. Yeah, you know? yeah. he's just, he's just the, the sweetest guy, guy ever, and mm. so full of love and He's really, ama- yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, that's that's what I hate about him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I love Raleigh character, yeah. and yeah. very musical. I mean, really, really super musical. Yeah, it's yep. funny you heard the, the story that we we got interviewed by Mojo Nixon on when we were on that cruise. You know, and it went on, it went on uh, Sirius Radio, and uh, I sat back and listened to it. Did you ever listen to that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it yeah. was funny as hell, really. I know, yeah. Raleigh's talking about when he joined the Beat Farmers because Dick had this other guy in mind for a bass player when we started off. Because okay. it, it started off, it was just Dick and me. And then he he's going, well, you know, there's a couple of really funny stories on there. But, you know, poor Raleigh, you know, it's like uh, Dick had his idea for this other guy and then the guy decided he didn't want to do it. And then, then Buddy's going, well, you know, what about Raleigh? You know, he, I know he's only been playing for about a year or something like that, but he's kind of a sponge. He'd soak the stuff up, yeah. you know. And and I was going, well, you know, if nothing else, he looks good. You know what I mean? <laughs> a young Raleigh was like Mr. Rock and Roll star, you know. Girls yeah. were swooning over him like crazy. and uh, But it was cool. I just told him when, I, when he got there, I just said, the only thing I ask for you is be solid. You know, you don't have to play anything fancy. Just, you know, just yeah. be there. Don't miss notes, you right. know. Be, and... Uh, and then, but he was saying, he 
still, even when the band started, we were starting to play gigs. He didn't really know that he was in the band. Nobody <laughs> really told him, hey, okay, you're, you're think, one of the band members. Dick just gave him a whole big uh, the, bunch of country albums and go, go home and listen to these. Is it the story that he, he was kind of a placeholder while you guys were rehearsing? For, yeah, that's funny. Uh, for they were waiting on another bass player, okay. apparently. That's and what so, he thought. Uh, anyway, and so yeah. by the time he was actually in the band, the story he tells is that no one, you know, said, Told him he by the way, you, you know, you're officially in the band. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. Wow. It was funny, too, because like uh, one of the funny stories about Buddy Blue, I had seen Buddy a couple of times with the Rock and Roulettes. I didn't really know him. And uh, so Joey was off and you're, you're down in Australia recording or something, you know, and doing the Joey Harrison the Speedsters thing. And uh, But Dick had brought me, and he was... He was still playing drums with the Penetrators, you know, and he, they'd done the Country Dick and the Suggle, but he's saying, and I, I kind of thought the Penetrators had broken up, you know, mm. but they were still playing gigs. He still played drums with them, and he invited me to Bodie's to see Buddy Blue and told Buddy that uh, there's this important you know, producer from L.A. coming down, play <laughs> play all your, your originals and stuff yeah. like that. I want to impress this guy, but that was me, you know, <laughs> and so... And I'm going, yeah, shit, listen to those songs. They're cool, you know. And, and, and I'm yelling during one of the songs, you know, like, yeah, it's cool. We should get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's going, shh, the pens. There's pens are at the bar. And I'm like going, oh, crap, you know. I, and uh, luckily, you know, Joel Kamak was just there waiting as soon as Dick you know, broke up, you know, didn't break the band up. He left the pins, yeah. and uh, Joel moved right back in. He was, he was the original drummer in the Penetrators in the first place, Joel oh. Kamak was. and uh, But I had no idea. I think that uh, some of the guys in the Penetrators thought I broke their band up. Right. And I, I cool. talked to a couple of them, and I, I said, you know, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. I didn't know. Th- I don't. I don't remember that story. Yeah. I don't think I've heard it before. But uh, I'm glad cool. to hear that because they've always hated me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they were hating both of us at the same time. Yeah. Um, are there any uh, local bands in San Diego that you guys are uh, really enjoying right now, or fans of oh. up and coming bands or people you play uh, with? Yeah, yeah. Uh, farm truck. Oh yeah. And uh, like of course uh, Jeff Berkeley in the band. Absolutely. I went, went and saw those guys and they yeah. blew me away. They I was rock. Like, I was going to somebody's going, well, what, what, do you, what do you think about those guys? And I said, well, it's kind of like Jackson Brown, the Allman Brothers, and Steely Dan mixed together, oh, which is, ain't, a, ain't a bad mix. That <laughs> is <laughs> nice. That's really nice. Thanks, Jerry. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, though. I mean, well, I thought it was really cool the way you guys, you, know, you had all this tight stuff going on, and all of a sudden you go off on a little jam. Yeah. yeah. That's where I got the Allman Brothers thing. Nice. Like, yeah, you're, you're we going, actually... We actually have have made it safe to go ahead and get lost. Good, yeah, and try and find our way back, which good, can be good. really That's fun so and fun. terrifying all at the same and you've time. Got, you've Jazz, got, you got the guys that can do it. Yeah, I just it's like everybody's, that, that, everybody's paying attention up there. They are. Everybody's really paying attention. It's like driving a Ferrari. That band. Speaking yeah. of Rick Nash, Rick Nash was a, a hero of mine as a kid in Coronado. He's uh-huh. a couple years older than me. He and Billy Thompson were playing in groups together. Okay. And another friend of ours named Kurt Kajawa, who uh, I think, oh, I can't, I don't want to make a mistake. I can't remember the band that he's playing in right now. Mm. But Billy Thompson, I, I don't know if you're familiar, but he's got a very healthy co- career of his own going, uh, playing the stuff he's written, and he's got a, uh, a uh, really... Uh, a really uh, iconic slide guitar style that he's, 
you know, just always That's improving great. on. It's sort of bluesy. Which is bothersome. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's, a lot of it is very uh, New Orleans and, mm-hmm. se- you know, second line rhythm stuff. Oh, now. what a cool. blast. Yeah. And he's got the most beautiful sort of operatic soul voice going on. Oh, I'll have to check it when out. When he sings, he's amazing. Yeah. And so those guys were my heroes, uh, a couple years older than me in Coronado, all from Coronado High School. And Rick Nash took me to see Cream, I think. At the sports arena. Whoa. Uh, when I was 15, 14 or 15 or something like that. So Rick was very, you know, always really um, supportive of the things that I was he, doing. He's too. still that guy, too. Yeah, he's he just really the is. the most amazing cat. And he's he really very, is. He's I got a chance to play you. with him at the 4th of July, too. And that was, uh, <laughs> I, I think we turned to each other and said, that's the first time. In the 50 years we've known each other, that we actually played on stage together. Wow, <laughs> isn't that amazing? The funny, the funny thing with him is, uh, they he went with uh, uh, Eve Sellis and those people over sure. to England to play. Yeah, and that's that was after the Beat Farmers had been over there, and uh, he said, you know, I, I don't really drink very much or party a lot or anything like that, and and I met some of the Beat Farmer fans, and they once they heard that I knew you. They they were ready to party our brains out all night long. He try, kept trying to get away from it. I'm pretty sure it was William. Oh, I'm sure it was William. Moore. I think I've heard this the story. There was some pins involved. He's like William. I was like William Moore. And then some of those guys got him, and he's like, "Leave me alone! Please let me go." God. I may have been. I'm not uh, a beef farmer. I- they took us. Berkeley Heart went out and opened on that tour, so we yeah. were actually around for some of that too. Oh, cool. Very, very fun. Rick's a fun guy to be out on the road with, too. He's a good, good wingman, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'll amazing. bet, I'll bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, can I coax one last song out of you? I guess. you got to sing it, though, Joey. Do we know any more? I don't, I don't know any songs. <laughs> How about something fun? Okay. Sure. All right, now, did Dane Conover write this song or not? Uh, yeah, Dane Conover and Jeff Becker. That's right. And they no, were in a band. No, were... no, this is the wrong song. They wrote Happy Boy. Yeah, they wrote Happy this Boy. This is Buddy Blue wrote this song. Oh, Buddy Blue actually wrote this song. Yeah. All right. All right, this is a song that might require a few bleeps. Well, of course Buddy wrote this song. I hate my job. I work too hard. My dog died yesterday. My son's a punk. He shoots up drunk and my mother just turned gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't know. I come home to a fucking zoo, but it don't get me uptight. And I live in a lakeside trailer park, and everything's gonna be alright. Got doctor bills and legal bills. My wife's a fat old whore. My TV's broken. My life's a joke, and a sheriff moved next door. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, I don't frown and don't get me down. I got something good to say. And I live in a lakeside trailer park and everything's gonna be okay. It's so serene, white and clean. Quiet as a mouse. So safe in here, could spend all year in my lovely aluminum house. Take it, Jerry. I bust my button, I'm in a rut, but I earned everything that I own. 
From my AstroTurf to my video smurf to my cordless telephone. It's cordless. You ask me, was it worth it all? I say yes, yes with all my might. And I live in a lakeside trailer park and everything's gonna be alright. Alright. Yes. Wow. I think we're gonna get hate mail for that song. Oh, yeah. Buddy Blue. Okay. Lakeside we'll tell him. We'll just tell him Buddy wrote it. Yeah. Dirty old, That's right. Dirty old buddy. That's right. He's an ama- he was was an amazing writer, that guy. So good. Those songs, again, yeah. you know, uh, 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 yeah, the band, the Beat Farmers had, like, with Paul Kabansky and Jerry and Buddy and me too, but, I mean, th- his songs were, like, really, really singularly special songs, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Gun Sale at the Church, you know, just... <laughs> It's yeah. beautiful. Amazing. I was, yeah. I was thinking about that today, and then I looked up the John, I, I Googled John Birch Society because I'd heard the name the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, complete, yeah, yeah. Complete right wing. And you get it. Bunch of fuckers. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Christians, scary Christians, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But he knew what he was doing when he was writing that stuff. But uh, uh, the, the what's the one about the dogs on my trail song? Oh, uh, Lonesome Hound. Lonesome Hound is a the great devil on, song. Devil's on his trail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't underestimate yourself there, Joey. You've, glad, written a, you've written a bunch of really glad great songs. Absolutely. Glad and Greasy's is the funniest hee-haw song ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that was the brilliance of that band, was every song, one after the I other. So, you too. never let anyone up. I every song so, was great. It yeah. never stopped. And by the end, people were just worked into a frenzy. They like, yeah. just yeah. had yeah. this way. I earned the nickname Relentless. From that band, yeah, I think that was from Selfish Heart, the song Selfish Heart. Yeah. <laughs> ah! That is a great song. So well, yeah, but Heart. yeah, you know, God is here tonight. That Joey wrote is like one of the best songs I've ever heard. It's a too, song. Song. I'm proud. Of it. I love that "Make It Last" song we just make sang. it last. I'm is proud a great of song. so many lines yeah. in these songs. Yeah. Sometimes you know, Jeffrey, when and you too, Catherine, when you write something and you're just you sit back and go, man, I did I did this right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I actually crafted something here mm. that I'm proud of. Nice. Yeah, I do that too. I go. I'm Jerry, still. You're a genius, Jerry. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's every night before you go to sleep. This is the yeah, oh, you're the king. You're the king. I'm the king. I'm the king. Yeah. The king. So, um, where can folks go to find out about everything, uh, Joey Harris and the Mentals, and your own? Do you have a website? If you, no. You if, you're, if you're, hopefully, you're on Facebook, and if you are, I'll. I'll, okay. I'll post. Facebook know. is your hub. Facebook's my hub. And I love your activism. You say Thank what I'm you. thinking. I oh. love you. We share the same heart. Sweet. You know, you, you'll understand this too. It's like uh, the thing about Facebook is it can get contentious, you know. And I realize sometimes that I'm not only being yelled at by somebody who sounds like they want to murder me. Yeah. I've <laughs> just told them where they can find me on Friday I know, at night. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I see it's it all true. the time. Some of those people that you engage with, I'm like, oh, oh one of the fun, funny was I, I, I'm usually on Facebook just for fun, yeah, you know, yeah. and I yeah. try to stay out of the yeah, you, yeah. anything that's a political. You anything. have the funniest comments, though. Yeah, yeah I like to. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, somebody gets pissed off at my comments, but usually I'm just you know trying to make things funny, right? But, and one of the really funny ones that was kind of a serious argument going on between Joey and somebody. And this other guy it was, you know, a real white right wing and disagreeing with what Joey said. And, yeah. And, uh, and he, but he didn't know who Joey was, you know. Okay. So it was like a three-way conversation going on. And he goes, guy goes, who's this Joey Harris guy? And the other guy gets out there and goes, he's the village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody on Facebook.
Facebook because the village idiot. But I just thought that was really funny. I agree more with what Joey's saying than the other guy for sure. Yes. Jerry, where's your online presence? Where can folks find out about the farmers and your duo projects and stuff? For me, the information is just always on Facebook. And then we have a list for an email thing, you know, that. Corbin takes care of, and, cool. you know, but he doesn't really pay much attention to Facebook. He'll he'll make an ad for the farmers and put it on there, and yeah. usually I'll do another one. Okay, that, that's better. Yeah, no, sure. not really. No, Joe, actually, he's pretty damn. Jerry good at does it, really you know? funny ones for uh, Rainy Evans. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got uh, he finds these funny pictures and says, "I'm going to be playing with my partner." Yeah, yeah my pal Evans pictured here, and <laughs> it's usually like a you know. It's a monkey. Uh, right, a, a right, monkey. right. One of them is a monkey drinking beer. People like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monkey in a suit drinking beer. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> but then uh, a lot of them are just little cement figures that I made that are out in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's something about that. I don't know if it's just that I'm sort of addicted to the, the Facebook culture or something like that. Yeah. But... but uh, an ad like that makes me want to go. I know, yeah. yeah. You know, when, other times it's a bird like or something. You know. yeah. A funny picture like that, I want to go totally. to that gig. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So it works, I think. I think so. It just shows that you're having fun with it, and there's probably yeah. going to be a good time Absolutely. there at the show, too. Just as simple as that. Right. These are my people. I'm going to go there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's been phenomenal spending time Thank with you, you guys. So Your much. music I was... is I know you guys were like, I don't even know what we're gonna play. I mean, those are just unrehearsed, just songs from your DNA. They're in your bloodstreams together. Your sound yeah. you guys sound so amazing together and Thanks, Kat. This has thanks been for, really thanks nice. Thanks for thinking of us including us in your series. Oh, yeah, thank you. This absolutely. is fun. I had a good time. Good, 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 good. Um, all right. So that's it. Jerry Rainey. Joey Harris, we love you. Jeff Berkeley. Now that we've rehearsed, I feel like we should go ahead and record. Do you want to record those now? (laughs) We should go ahead and record those songs. Get the show recorded. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you once again. Satellite uh, is here in Kearney Mesa. It's an amazing studio. Call Jeff Berkeley. He will hook you up and make your songs sound amazing. And uh, he's got a great staff here. Amelia is the uh, manager of the studio, and she's amazing. And we just Mm -hmm. are very um, grateful that you, we you let us do this. Well, we're Listen grateful to have thing. you here. We built this place for you guys. Come out, come out here and, and make some come. music it's here. Beautiful this, here. I want to. Yeah. It's cool. A week here. It's very nice. This place, is the though. place. Yeah. It's all. It's all built for San Diego music to happen here. So thank you. Just forget about all those other studios and producers that <laughs> only come to me. Are there any That's others? Right. I didn't think there were any no, others. No, not at anymore. All. Not a, I just now made the decision that all it's right. just going to be there. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon folks that make these shows possible, uh, afford us the money to get from Lucerne Valley to Kearney Mesa. And uh, and so we appreciate that. Two bucks a month. Patreon.com slash listen local radio. And make sure and tune in to our monthly uh, radio show that we have uh, on SoundCloud and anywhere you get your. Uh, digital devices, uh, digital music, and podcasts. Just search Listen Local Radio. All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. See ya.